Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. And I hope you're watching us on Twitter right now. I'm sorry, on YouTube right now. Uh, the more views we get, the more the message gets out, and the less YouTube has excuse to censor and block us. Well, maybe the more they have excuse to censor and block us. But I'm excited to be, be, be back. Thank you, everyone, for your prayers and your thoughts. I am feeling much better. Um, you can tell by my voice that I'm not totally recovered, but I do really, really appreciate your kindness over the last couple of days. Um, speaking of um, speaking of censorship, I wanted to start off with this story, JC. We have CEO Jack Dorsey of Twitter wants to change the whole format of Twitter so that you no longer follow people but that you follow topics of interest. Mm -hmm. And he says that he, uh, the, the goal is that the company wants to fight abuses, you know, um, uh, negative tweets about women, minorities, and also make the site more meaningful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I just, I think this is a really bad idea because we know that Twitter already censors people. So if we now follow not people, but topics of interest, won't that make it easier for Twitter then to censor topics of interest? And, you know, we talk about today um, freedom of speech being under attack. And I started thinking, JC, I want to know what you think about this. I don't really think that freedom of speech is under attack so much as the yearn for uh, education and knowledge is dying in America. And by, by changing Twitter from a format of topics of interest, uh, uh, from following people to topics of interest then people will, I think that's only going to narrow people's focus. And, and, and if you follow somebody who maybe identifies with something that you say, maybe they don't identify with everything that you say. So you might get exposed to different perspectives. But if we switch to yeah, topics of interest, right, then you're only going to stay within your comfortable box 
and you're never going to have to be exposed to anything. And again, I'll reassert my, my firm opinion is that freedom of speech is not dying in America. It's the yearn for actual knowledge that's dying in America. And this will only, you know, pull the life support from that. I would say both are dying, but uh, yeah, so, so this whole thing, organizing under topics is so it is for uh it's a a move to ai okay that's what's going on here yeah so when you from a from a sort of organizational standpoint language organization when you talk about ai and these sort of things in regards to censorship and that's what they're talking about you know we want to censor bad stuff Right, because I mean, he said that's the whole goal. We want to, we, he says our, our automated system, right? So AI is right. Our automated system now catches about 38% of abusive tweets. And that's what made me think if we go to topic, yeah, but that's now how, the topic of guns will be abusive. And Okay, but that's after the shift to AI. Okay, mm-hmm. so initially Twitter was somebody had to report abusive. Right tweets and then some person had to go and review to see whether they actually qualified as abusive under the policy AI was catching zero right Uh so then the shift to the AI of getting on the task or helping or whatever is 38 percent so then what this is is a tweak in order to improve that as I was saying from from an organizational standpoint of language when when you talk about AI in regards to censorship you're talking about a language recognition program. Mm-hmm. That, okay, that's what you have. So um, that, which again, that takes programmers. What you're getting at takes programmers to pro to tell the AI. The AI has to be taught to some degree what is offensive. What's not? What is abusive language? What's offensive language? So anyway, what, uh, that's a it, good point. But uh, as defined by the leadership of Twitter. Well, of course, right. So grouping it, uh, you know, organizing it by topic, then basically makes makes it easier for the AI to function mm-hmm. in that environment. Now, from, uh, be honest with you, the, the way, and it's different for different people, the way I y- would use Twitter, and th- I mean, this is objective, just, just from me, the consumer objective, not left, not right, not anything about content, but just from a consumer perspective of how I use Twitter. Um, I, I like it. For, I like stuff being organized by topic because but that's just me. I'm different than other human beings, I guess. I don't want to follow people. Like, I'm not looking for people. I want I want to learn about a topic. So it makes stuff easier to get to. For, for me, it's just from an organizational standpoint. But, but that's, already, not, the, but that's not the point of this. Right. That's not the but point of But you can use keywords to do exactly. that Exactly. anyway, because that's yes. how I use it. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no need to switch to topic, Ex- a, a topical for, following yeah. instead of people following, so, because hashtags create... And, and right. key search. Right, and that's what I was going to say. Keyword searches. That's what I was going to say. So from the consumer standpoint, you're like, okay, this makes sense as far as ease of use. However, that already exists in the keywords. You can already, you already have that function. So that, to me, is a telltale sign of, you know, it's they can't use that argument. It's not about that. Oh, it's going to be better for you. Oh, but that's it's not, not even necessary. that's not even his published goal. Yeah, no, they are after abusive speech, and, and, and we've seen how right. that goes. I mean, number one. We watched that hearing. Uh, what was that? The the the, the hearing about um, hate speech. Hate speech, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so you already see um, conservative, for lack of a better term, conservative is targeted, and it's the one they don't care to do anything about. They're not right. going to stop that kind of targeting. 
So, you know, this is just a precursor to that. No, now, and that's me, what I mean. When they, what they're going to do is they're going to take the conservative topics and yeah. they're going to censor those. Yeah, they're going to label those as now, abusive. Now, you ask JC, I don't care. Yeah. I, I, I think, I mean. You, you, you hope this stuff dies. Exactly. I mean, if <laughs> it all like went away and we actually had to go back to, to talking to human smoke. beings. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I don't. But don't you see, JC, this, and, and this, this is the is, other point that I made when I responded to this on Twitter. This is not, this is, this is actually even a greater move away from personal contact with people. Right now in Twitter, yeah, you're actually you're following, following people, yeah. you're right? Following people. You're following subjects, and I find it ironic that... But you still, you can interact with people, and that's what they're targeting, right. you know, when you make your comments or your posts or whatever. I'm telling you, they're trying to organize it better so that they can target better. Yeah, right? exactly. It, they're trying to. Oh no, that's their number one. That's yeah. their number one goal. And so I this find is it a I, censorship upgrade. Yes, absolutely. And I find it ironic that he says you don't necessarily walk away feeling as uh, as you've learned something. It takes a lot of time and a lot of work to build that up. And so what the purpose is making this topical, he says, is so that you can walk away learning something. Yeah. But you and I both know social media is not geared to for people to go seek out things to learn, not yeah, the but. average person. So what you're doing is making this topical, and they're not going to learn anything. All they're going to do is build upon, build upon, build upon their confirmation bias. So <laughs> this... you. The audience is not going to relate to this unless they're Russian or Russian linguist. But as you know, so I'll think about his comment, unless you learn something. In in Russian, there's two versions of that word, something. Mm -hmm. So when you say something, right, nibud and to, right? So if you say something, it can mean anything, like nothing in particular. Uh-huh. Or if you use the other version, when you say something, it's talking about something in particular. So I don't know if homeboy is Russian, but here's the thing behind the <laughs> scenes of what he's saying. Yeah. When he says, something. don't learn something, you want to walk away learning something. It's a particular thing. See, that's the thing. Yeah. They you want go. you to learn certain things, right? They want you to mm-hmm. know and be exposed to what they Bingo. want, period. So it's not a general, just learn something. No, it's learn. It's brainwashing. It's propaganda. Learn the stuff that we want you to learn. So that's his problem. So we made this platform mm-hmm. so that we can put, push our leftist propaganda. And the problem with, with that, there are competing ideas to our leftist propaganda. So we're going to employ the AI and upgrade the AI so that we can eliminate the something we don't want you to learn and and uh, accentuate the something we do want you to learn. So that's what this is all about. It's power. It's more power to the left. However, I will go back to JC again. It's power to the left because we're on there. I mean, yeah. you know, so anyway, they, they have, we've talked about the Google and Facebook and all these guys. They have seized the, the communication sphere and we participate in that sphere and therefore they're able to control our speech right and and our participation is really consent now i'm i sort of condemn myself with that statement but we but again i hope 
to find people, uh, we're fishing, right? We're not only disseminating information. Our, our Twitter, my Twitter account is a lot like the radio show. It's a teach account and not a talk account. So we're constantly publishing tools and uh, educations for others to pick up and use in the hope that we're able to sort of get together people that maybe are still out there wanting to learn information. I actually got a tweet the other day from somebody who picked up an article that that we wrote or a radio show, I don't remember which one, and said, you know, I have to admit I never thought about this from this perspective. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to have to change the way I think and I'm going to have to move on to teaching other people these new things. And see, that's the problem with this this move and these moves that they make, the AI, the censorship. Those opportunities... Or what's going to suffer? That's yeah. that's what dies. Well, you know, given the leftist agenda, a- they're going to try to not only uh, they're going to try to extinguish those things completely. Yeah, and so it becomes one single message. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. I just want to mention to everybody that Friday, April 26th, uh, we will in, be in, Do- in Doug Spur, Virginia at the Patriot Network Summit. And then uh, again, we will begin uh, going to our, our, our Liberty Tour 2019. We'll continue then on to Long Island, New York, which is going to be a fantastic but an incredibly difficult whirlwind for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barbara always gives us lots of teaching opportunities. If you want to know more about where we're going to be and when we're going to be, go to chrisannhall.com. If you're watching us on YouTube, it'll be on the ticker there on the bottom, but you can go to chrisannhall.com, click on the calendar, and you can find out where we're going to be. You can actually even search by your state and find out uh, when we might be in your state in 2019. Now, JC, there's there's some uh, very disturbing things going well, on. Can, where are we moving to a new topic? I want yeah, to give a, yeah. Let me give go a ahead. disclaimer. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Uh, you know, for all the fans that I triggered in the first segment, you don't have to send me your emails about, you know, we have to be on social media, JC. That's how we get our message out, and it's not right. Well, I understand. I've already said that. <laughs> I understand that. I know that I'm not condemning anyone for being on social media. Knock yourself out. I'm expressing my opinion. I don't like it. I think it's an overall negative influence on humanity. And if it died, I wouldn't care. That's just my opinion. You don't have to share it. Part of the problem that we have here, JC, is this whole effort in the American culture to define hate. Yep. And uh, in and it's... It's being controlled by a narrative that has been set for a very, very long time. Well, and and the, we and watch the hate speech thing yeah. with the Congress. Well, and that's the thing, too. The, the problem with, you know, like the Twitter thing and, and how they move to do this. The left also wields the power of government. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've talked about 
people making alternatives. And I said, you know, we empower them because we're there and there's nowhere else to go. Right. Right. Is what people say other other than in reality with actual human beings. So there is no digital alternative. There are people trying to make them and people have made them. And then something happens and the left uses government to attack uh, those places and they shut, they shut themselves mm-hmm. down or they're intimidated or whatever. Like somebody gets shot and all of a well, sudden let me mention, they're attacked and they What you're doing down. here is segueing into our next statement because of the whole government control, not only of the definition of hate, but the government control of, of business and private property and everything yeah. today. Are you going to play Al Green? I'm going to play Al Green. If it works, I'm going to play Al Green. Can I because just- because the house, vacation on this <laughs> because the house had a a committee meeting on business on banking regulation, banking regulations. Okay, and this is what Al Green has to say about banking regulations. Look at the panel, and I'm grateful for your attendance. Uh, the the I would perceive that the seven of you have something in common. You appear to be white men, I may be mistaken. If one among you happens to be something other than a white male, would you kindly extend a hand into the air? Kindly let the record reflect that there are no hands in the air and that the panel is made up of white men. This is not a pejorative. You've all sermonized to a certain extent about diversity. If you believe that your likely successor will be a woman or a person of color, would you kindly extend a hand into the air? Let the record reflect. For fear that you may not hear me, just raise your hand now so that I'll know you're there. Raise your hand, please. All of you, sir, apparently you don't hear me over on the end. Would you kindly extend a hand into the air if you can hear me? Next to the gentleman that raised his hand, would you extend a hand, please? With the glasses, oh, perhaps I should call your name. Mr. Sharp, would you? Thank you. Uh, I know it's difficult to go on the record sometimes, but the record has to be made. All white men and none of you not one appears to believe that your successor will be a female or a person of color. Now, JC, before we run into the break, I want to I want to segue us now. Is this not bullying? I mean, seriously, this is political bullying. And the federal government has no authority to regulate the hiring practices of a business. So I want to know what is the purpose of this line of questioning in a bank regulatory meeting? Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris N. Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Uh, you know, in this whole discussion about hate speech, how is this missed, JC? 
How is this kind of political strong arming not in the very per se definition of hate? You know, I guess because you now allow the government to define how it behaves for itself. And because the government now is defining this stuff, you've got Al Green, who is, oh, by the way, he's, he's the guy who leads the, the, the march for the uh, articles of impeachment for, for Donald Trump as well. But that's, that's neither here nor there. But the, what his statements, okay, JC, his statements ought to be grounds for his own impeachment. This kind of questioning has no business in the federal government, as the federal government has no authority. Well, you know, I mean, the federal government's got really no authority to regulate banking, period. But now you've got this kind of garbage going on. JC's checked out on this one. He doesn't want to talk about it. But nonetheless, this stuff really, really irritates me because they, because once you get, once again, you have the hypocrisy of government trying to define for you and me what is appropriate for you and me to say while in the background those who are making the rules to enforce the rules are above the rules because they're making the rules in the defining terms and that's what's really really a problem for me so now i want to get into jc what has just happened yesterday um the senate passed a joint resolution to end the american campaign in yemen and it's it's interesting because this joint resolution being passed uh by congress now to remove the uh remove our military presence from yemen ought to be enough to remove us from yemen let me uh, mention once again here, I'll put up this on YouTube. Article 2, Section 2, Clause 1 says that the president shall be the commander-in-chief of the Army and Navy of the United States and of the militia of the several states when called into actual service of the United States. And what we need to remember now is that Article 1, Section 8 uh, only permits Congress to declare war. So number one, we went to Yemen without ever declaring war. Number two, we have troops there without ever declaring war. So what are we doing there? That's their presence is already an unconstitutional action, right? Pre but, pre what do you mean by presence? The military presence in Yemen is an unconstitutional action because there's been no declaration of war by Congress. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that that's uh, that's being seized upon, at least by President Trump. That was seized upon as what seems to me uh, muddying the waters or moving the goalposts or I don't know, however you want to call it. So they the, the hawks um, and I guess Trump on the advisor of his hawks are saying we don't have troops in Yemen, so this doesn't apply, which they don't. So they've been bombing people from the air with drones and planes. Semantics. But I'm saying, so there's another constitutional issue in this sort of skirting the rule of law. 
by okay, so altering these definitions. Yeah, but if you're bombing <laughs> someone, that has to be a warlike action. Yeah, how do we... So how do you But how not, do we get to the point of, you know, if we don't... Because, you know, when you talk about all these things, the American people... So this is a fault of the American people, first off, in, in, in regards to the definition. Because what do we always argue about, and, and use this phrase, boots on the ground. Yeah. And Americans pretty much, you look at any war... And Americans, you know, pretty much it's the consensus that, well, we really don't care as long as we don't have boots on the ground. So you right. can bomb someone into the Stone Age from the air or shoot them from, you know, 5,000 miles away with, with, with a, you know, a video game with a bomb on the other end of it. Right. And, and Americans, live bomb. Americans don't care. So then this kind of argumentation is acceptable. That, well, we, we don't have troops in the ground. So what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You, you know, this is not war. We're not at war. I didn't do anything unconstitutional. I didn't send troops anywhere. Well, the thing so that... It's kind of strange. The thing that really bothers me, once again, is this this ideology, this, this precedent, I should say, that we've established that, number one, that, that war is not war unless there's boots on the ground, that bombing people is not war. I, but think about it. If somebody was bombing us, right. there would be yeah. war. What's your right? problem? We don't have troops we over there. We don't have troops over there. We're just <laughs> bombing you. Well, of course and, and we would the, see that as war. By the way, this is the most immediate fruit of Barack Obama. Right? This, mm-hmm. So this comes from the Arab Spring and that whole debacle of the Arab Spring. So this is where this the start it started. I mean, notwithstanding, well, I mean, notwithstanding the, the Shia Gulf Sunni war with the no, no. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm talking about this particular location. Oh, this particular right, location. where this is happening. Why it's so? In Yemen, Yemen is the fruit of Obama administration. The Arab Spring. Okay. Right. So, I would say that it's the fruit of the War Powers Act, which allowed us to engage in these kind of activities well, without that, even declaring. That's war. why I said the most immediate mm-hmm. fruit. I mean, obviously. You go back all the way to Sheena, Sunni, Muhammad, and his his uh, you know his successors. I mean, we can go way far back as far mm-hmm. as where it came from. But in Yemen, in particular, was a result of the Arab Spring and, and Barack Obama's debacle there of doing nothing and supporting jihadists and what have you. And so you had a and, and what's interesting about the Yemen thing. So they had a dictator, right? You have a dictator in power. And some cats overthrew him and replaced another, and then he's weak unless the jihadis run around. But and, and that's not cool, right? With right. American foreign policy, you know, that's not cool. We're gonna bomb you. But then we see a dictator in Gaddafi. Right. We go in and take him out. That's okay. A dictator in uh, Assad in mm-hmm. Syria. That's okay if we do that. So, a dictator in Haiti as so, well. We yeah. A- so we can. So well. American foreign policy is pretty much we can overthrow your dictator leaders, but if you do it, expect to be bombed by us. Right. Well, and, and, this and is by a, the way, this, this is, is a Saudi. A Saudi war. Le- I would say this a is a Saudi-led war. Insurgency said war. Yeah, but don't let people say, "Well, we're you know we're just funding. All we're doing is sending money to the Saudis. This is Saudi war. They're sending money to the Saudis. That's not true." Uh, well, even if it were true, JC, we've got no business sending money to foreign governments to to aid in their warlike actions. That's not. A power of Congress. My goodness, J.C., war 
is a delegated power. Declaring war is a power delegated to Congress. Sending money to fund other people's wars is not a delegated power of Congress. And as a matter of fact, I would tell you very specifically that that kind of power would have been, would have been openly openly shunned by the writers of our Constitution because of their history. They would have known Charles I and why Charles I lost his head in the first place was all over this funding foreign wars issue, among other things. Well, they took out one of the coal, the bombers of the USS Cole in January with the airstrike. So Mm -hmm. now we all have to cheer like this is this is a good thing because of that you finally got that guy well, from 2007 so there's always there are always these these events and they're always going to be able to trot something out to make the american well, people me, support this endless war on terror in every freaking country in the middle east well let me say this okay just for those people out there who are upset that i i want to pull our efforts out of yemen okay yeah, i fine. understand that uh, that they blew up our ship, right? So the problem is, what was our ship doing there in the first place? Number two, um, okay, well, so I you, wouldn't say that, but well, okay, whatever. Anyway, the the well, I'm just saying, yeah. it's not, okay, I'm gonna have to throw throw. I'm gonna have to throw the red card or at least the yellow card. Yeah. It's, it's not the fault of the USS. I mean, it's not their fault. No, they got no, 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 no. That's not. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm there. no. I'm. That's not. I was not an indictment. Okay, so my mistake it was not a. It was not a condemnation on the USS Cole. This is all stemming back. Everything that I say points back to our federal government sending them there. Okay, so here's the point that I'm trying to make. So it is. It is terrible that what they did. But if you want to retaliate for that action, then the only constitutional way to retaliate is to declare war yeah, well, that's and have not why an organized parameter. I understand that's why we're not there, and that's the problem. Once again, and we talked about this in the show last week. Once again, we are in the American people are being deceived. Yeah by a narrative of why we're there in the first place. No, the coal, the coal is just the justification. This this particular incident that, hey, hey, we got one of those guys, is just to, you know, to hype up, like, you know, to get the American people on the side of this right. action. That's not why we're involved in Yemen. And, again, it's a Saudi war, uh, and, and we're supporting Saudi. This goes back. This go, I mean, how many presidential administrations does this go back to? Let me say, let me say it for the back, so. thousandth time. Yeah. Saudi Arabia owns the American government. We will do what they say. We will fight whatever war they want us to fight. We will pour out. We, we, will, we will sacrifice uh, thousands of U.S. military men and women in a suicide mission on behalf of the Saudi royal family. That's and why we're there. that the Saudis... How many of the 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 people that t- took down the twin towers, so the the storyline of taking down the twin towers? Yeah. How many of them were Saudis? They literally right. coming <laughs> the the accusation of literally coming and 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 bombing with a, an airplane American soil, and we're not at war with those people. Yeah, I, I it's it's well, what you, I don't it, I don't get. I don't no, get. And, and you wonder why people don't buy the official narrative. Right, exactly. I mean, like we're so in bed with the Saudis, and then. 
the Saudis blow this up. I mean, yeah. it's total, absolute confusion. But the so, bottom line is, I mean, it's just, if you're for it, you know, knock yourself out. We're going to continue to spill American blood and treasure in this rat hole for no good reason. And it's just the way it is. So the Senate, or the Congress, has has passed a resolution to remove our presence in whatever form from Yemen. And when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about the constitutionality of what happened after that. The Chris Ed Hall Show. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E. Remember, if you miss any of our daily journals, you can go to chrisannhall.com, you can go to SoundCloud, you can go to Google Music Play, you can go to Jesus Pod. I mean, I can't even tell you how many how many uh, sources carry our show, but there are lots of places that do. Now, back to the main story before we uh, run out of time here. Congress passes a joint resolution to remove our presence from Yemen. This is bipartisan, by the way, um, and I'm sure Mike Lee is going to get some negative feedback for his his joining in on this. But then what we had, what happened next, is that President Trump then issued a, a veto of this resolution to remove our, of Congress to remove us from uh, Yemen. And here's what he says. Uh, he says, this resolution is an unnecessary, dangerous attempt to weaken my constitutional authorities and endangering the lives of American citizens and brave service members. Now, uh, number one, uh, this is not endangering the presidential uh, constitutional authorities of the president. As a matter of fact, it's a reset. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's absolutely ridiculous. What authority does he say is he referring to? I well, I imagine he's see. Here's the the problem: we have accepted the War Powers Act to be constitutional for so long that now the president has constitutional authority via the War Powers Act. So we've traded the 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 real language of the Constitution for an unconstitutional act in and of itself. But wasn't part of the War Powers Act, I mean, I know it's contradictory, What? but wasn't part of the War Powers Act to tie the president back, like to give some oversight and... I mean, the very thing that Congress did, this was supposed to be the purpose of the War Powers Act. Well, actually... That they could say no. Well, actually, there was a movement um, among the Congress to amend the War Powers Act recently to create more oversight. And that was the purpose of this resolution because the War Powers Act doesn't give Congress real teeth. And so all, or at least the interpretive power of the War Powers Act doesn't give them real teeth. So they're trying to assert 
a power. See, this is this is what happens when you get into these constitutional crises. Nothing makes any sense. So number one, right? Let's just go back to uh, the Constitution. The president has no authority over the forces of American uh, military unless they're called into service by Congress, which is point number one that makes the or point number two that makes the War Powers Act completely unconstitutional. And I have up here at YouTube uh, a quote from Federalist 69, and I want you, if you're not watching us on YouTube, to go read it. In Federalist 69, Alexander Hamilton says, look, the president, if he were to actually be able to declare war and raise and regulate fleets and armies, that would make him a king, and that's not what we did for the president of the United States. What we did was we made him a president and we left war only in Congress. Look what, Je what Madison says. The Constitution supposes what the history of all governments demonstrate, that the executive is the branch of power most interested in war and most prone to it. It has accordingly, the Constitution, with studied care, vested the question of war in the legislature. Now, there is no authorization, JC, in the Constitution for any kind of a police action or bombings or whatever. War is the only choice. And Nancy Pelosi said in a statement last night, she said uh, she called on Trump to put peace before politics. And here's what I would say to Nancy Pelosi is because you have, because our federal government, Nancy Pelosi uh, included, has put politics before everything, now this reset cannot work because everybody's seeing this and is an attack on Trump but, when it's actually a reset. Yeah, yeah but here's the bizarre thing, Tr particularly in, re in regards to Yemen. So first off, Trump was saying he wanted to disengage from all this stuff. October, November, December last year, they stopped in Yemen. And then they had this joint resolution. And then all of a sudden, it's like Trump actually took a different position. Mm -hmm. He took a pro-war position. So it's the, the, the flip-flop is just really bizarre to me. And what kind of influence, what kind of threats mm -hmm. do these war hawks wield against the president? And the president has no authority here. Donald Trump is wrong and the Senate resolution must remain.